Welcome to another episode of Keeping It 100. This is Jordan Rosario along with my co-host, Leo Rydell. Leo, tell me a story, my man. How are you doing? How's life? How's your weekend? What's going on, man? Life is great, bro. Game wasn't too bad. I've just been kind of taking it easy, cleaning up and organized a little bit, you know, keeping up with the news. Lots of stuff going on, y'all. But hey, Black Lives Matter and I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. How about you? Man, I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, yeah, me, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's been a little bit crazy what's going on with the uh, country this this particular week with uh, with everything regarding that. Uh, for me, I've just been doing the same thing, uh, uh, relaxing, chilling. I actually been able to uh, work on my on the uh, garden with the roommates yesterday. So, all in all, not a bad weekend. Good man, that's glad. Uh, that's great to hear, Jordan. I'm glad to hear it, man. I've been chilling myself. I just got coffee ready, ready to talk some sports, some entertainment, man. Let's talk, dude. Dude, we've got so much to talk about today. I mean, you know, we're gonna have a lot of stuff to go over with the NFL, including one particular, one particular uh, replay that is uh, under further review. We're also gonna talk a little uh, Cowboys, a little Seahawks. A little Carolina Panthers, and then we got some college MLB and NBA to go over. But first, we need to talk about this uh, pass interference replay that's under review. Uh, Troy Vincent, NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations, acknowledges that the league failed miserably in implementing the pass interference replay feature last season. Uh, the NFL's plan, going back to why this uh, pass interference replay feature was made, was because they were looking to see if that could be a thing. This was going to be an experiment. This wasn't going to be an actual full-time rule until they had this experimental season. But we all know why this rule was in place, and uh, it seemed to have bitten the, uh, the Saints in the butt not only two years ago, but uh, back in the playoffs, when a pass interference should have been called, and that's when the interference replay should have been used. But uh, it's uh, unfortunately all under uh, all under the bridge now. But uh, knowing that the NFL has decided to abandon the free replay feature moving forward, Leo, what are your thoughts about this feature? Uh, do you think it deserved to go away, or do you want it to come back? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so just for clarity purposes, I'm a, I'm a ask you real quick saying they should bring back the replay need to have pass interference replay views. Right. So to bring a little bit more clarity. So, um, last year, obviously we had that replay feature where you were able to challenge if, if something was pass interference or not this year, Leo, that is going away. You can no longer do that anymore. Oh, come on. We need to be able to see as much pass interference as possible. Well, my my thing is, is that, and the reason why the NFL has decided to abandon this is, to be honest, the games that should, should have used this feature a lot more, they didn't. I mean, you go back to that, that playoff game, the uh, Vikings versus the Saints back in the Superdome. Like, that last overtime play... There should have been a pass interference call. I'm I'm sorry, Vikings fans, but let's be honest. Kyle Rudolph should have been called for pass interference, and he, and he was not. 
the past interference yep. replay review is there. It, it it's and also this could be done under boot discretion. It's not like you have to throw the challenge flag, or it's not like it's available during the uh, the two minute warning. This this review this rule feature was designed specifically for plays like this, and when you don't really see that anymore, I understand why you would want to. You're thinking about repaying abandoning this thing because it failed you when you needed it the most and there needs to be some cleaning up on this rule yeah you're right i mean there does need to be some cleaning up and it sounds like they failed miserably to do that so just whatever they can do to make it cohesive man that's all i'm saying right nobody does use it nobody uses this well and uh, and if it comes back and if there's like an actual grounded place like okay like we're actually going to be able to use this feature a lot better like we have all the loopholes contained like great bring it back and let's actually use the feature for what it was supposed to intended it to be but in but unless we correct those errors that we saw last year i totally understand why we're not going to be seeing this rule anymore oh yep you know i'm just Never it takes, man. That's that's all. That's how I feel about this one. Never it takes. It sounds like though they're not. It sounds like they're not doing what they should be doing. It's... And you know, and what's funny about what's funny about this is that you know he uh, Troy Vincent is saying this just as uh, last week there was a vote uh, taking place on Thursday for proposal. For like a sky judge to become part of like the officiating crew, so it would be like a booth umpire. I want to quickly get the results on that ruling, but I just feel like the whole timing of that conversation would have been. Uh, let's see. Oh, it was withdrawn. Wow. So uh, there was it, there wasn't even a vote. It was just that proposal was just withdrawn. So left it on the like, table, huh? I mean, it's it sounds like to me like in terms of like rules, what's going on? Like because of how bad this past interference like thing turned out to be, I can understand why now it's like okay, we need to kind of go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, what is actually going to work? What is actually going to impact our games correctly? And how are we able to again as i stated before take care of some of these loopholes that are coming out with with these new rules that are coming into play and the loopholes are wasn't was stopping the game from doing to go smoothly man just get rid of iron out all that stuff man and i i mean hopefully because of what the uh, and i know we talked about this you know couple you know, a few weeks ago, but what the NCAA is doing uh, is you step, you brought up how long like replays take when it, there is really a, no conclusion or little conclusion. Like the NCAA is trying to do their reviews in under two minutes. So until we can get that part kind of fixed with the NFL, we don't need to start adding in new replay, new reviews because it's just going to confuse everybody, and it's going to take things so much more time to <laughs> to to get underway. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. <laughs> uh, you take a chunk of a quarter just waiting for you know results of a ass interference or something. 
I mean, I swear, I'm like, I could get some popcorn, you know, get the get a pizza going. Yeah, and order a pizza, pizza, bro. And then by the time I get the pizza, they're still reviewing the damn play. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think I agree What's with a- you now. You've talked me into it. Let's just, let's make it as quick as possible. Quick as possible. Exactly. Quick as possible. Quick as possible. And uh, not to de- not to delve into that topic for too long because we've got some very interesting news out of uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So there is a report. Now, everybody is of the mindset that Jordan Love is not the guy right now. He's going to take about two, three, four years before. And uh, it sounds blasphemous for me, but to replace the uh, immortal Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, <laughs> that's going to be... That is very interesting right there. But what's interesting is that Jordan Love will be apparently incorporated, will have his own packages coming into this year. And so potentially you're going to see some plays where he comes in and Aaron Rodgers has to essentially walk to the bench. He's going to have to do that perhaps in a few away stadiums, even back in Lambeau. Leo, what do you think of this? (laughs) I think this is raggedy, man. Like, I feel like they're pulling a trigger way too early. They're essentially telling us, oh, you're going to see some plays with uh, Jordan Love. I mean, come on, man. Let Aaron Rodgers still be on the field here. You mean to tell me if Aaron Rodgers is hot? We're third and three, but Aaron Rodgers is on fire. They're gonna put Jordan Love in. Like, no, that no way, man. I'm not not a fan of this at all. I think Aaron Rodgers still has a couple of um. I, I think he's got a couple seasons ahead of himself still. I think Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he he got to the championship last year, dude. What are we talking about trying to put Jordan Love in right now for? Like when you still have an All Star quarterback on field. No, I, I think this is premature, Jordan. I think that you need to get him out there and, and you know, do that during preseason. Do that during games where the, the Packers are far ahead. Fine, but, like, man, do not do this when uh, Aaron Rodgers is hot on the on, on the presses during a game. Like, he's just making plays, making plays, and don't just yank him out to put Jordan Love in to test the waters. And you brought up you brought up disrespect uh, that that's definitely what I feel about this particular ruling. I mean, when, when I look at Aaron Rodgers, I think of the guy that I've essentially watched the majority of my life so far, going back to when he started back in 2008, 2009. So I'm probably talking about stats wise, because of course he only has that one Super Bowl, which isn't his fault, but He's probably one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. And for him to be treated in this way, essentially this year, you're going to walk him out to the bench to uh, ride a couple of plays while he sees his replacement either trying to score a touchdown. Because this is what some of these plays could do, either score a touchdown or try to make a play in a very big moment and a very big. Because I I do expect the Packers to go to the playoffs this year. I mean, I don't I mean, they're going to be first in their division, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think the Vikings are going to challenge them. I don't think the Bears are going to challenge them. I definitely don't think the Lions are going to challenge them. So, I mean, you're going to tell me that you're going to put Jordan Love in either the divisional, the the championship, even the Super Bowl. You're telling me you're going to put Jordan Love out there 
You're going to go make Aaron Rodgers sit on the bench. How do you do that? <laughs> it's just unfathomable. Exactly, man. That's that's what I'm saying is like, how do you how do you bench an all-star for, for a newbie? Don't do it during the most important moments. Like I said, if you're in a situation where it's 32 and the other team has 10 points on the board and it's fourth quarter, a couple minutes left in the game, fine. Put them in. Test the, test the waters with the team. He lines up with the the offense. See how he how uh, who he goes to. He makes passes to. Test him out. Test the waters with him. Don't do it during like the most integral moments of these games. During the most integral moments of the season. Don't even think about doing it postseason, man. Don't even think about doing it during the playoffs. Don't even think about it. Like, seriously, keep your main guy in. And it seems to me you're almost trying to force Aaron Rodgers out. Like I'm just like, why did this feels premature to me because Aaron Rodgers has been getting them to the playoffs almost almost yearly. I mean, what was the last season that the Packers didn't make the playoffs? Mm, I want to say 2017, 2016, 2017, 2018. I think they missed the playoffs two years in a row. But okay, it wasn't okay, but ball. out of his out of times he's been here, haven't missed that many. Oh, trust me. And the and the playoff and the years they didn't go to the playoffs, it wasn't his fault. They either had a terrible defense, a terrible O line, a terrible head coach. I mean, you can look at a lot of things about the Green Bay Packers and where they stand, and they haven't been able to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it, this isn't Aaron Rodgers' fault. He has literally taken that franchise for over the past 10, 11, 12 years and essentially put that franchise on his back. He can't do it alone, yeah. and he's been doing it alone for a majority of his career. Right, he has because the Packers haven't really been known for a lot of offensive weapons besides Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you've got a couple that breeze through here and there, but come on, man. Aaron Rodgers has held it on his back, as you were saying, the past 10, 12 years. And if you think you can throw Jordan Love into a position like that, you're going to find out real fast it's not going to work out. And I just, I foresee them him at the wrong time and trying to squeeze him in on big plays and you're right it's going to be those opportunities to make some touchdowns and God, like how is that going to feel for Aaron Rodgers be like well shit I set it up I'm the one who led the team drove the team down the field that got the yardage going to give the touchdown to, to him man I, I think this is an absolutely horrible idea horrible idea and the, the offensive coordinator for the Packers was saying that think it happened so it sounds to me like they're up in the air like they can do whatever they want with with the two of them and i just think that going in with that kind of attitude is is not only going to hurt aaron Rodgers, but it could potentially hurt your offense as well that that's just sloppy in my opinion man the, the more we talk about this story the more things that are coming out of green bay i mean you know, we go back to when we talked about Jordan Love being picked up, which isn't his fault. The kid, in my opinion, is a good quarterback, and I think he will do well in the NFL. I just, it, it's so ugly in Green Bay. The more we talk about it, I don't, I, this for you, this whole breakup between, and I think there will be a breakup between Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. It's going to be a messy one, man. I don't think it's going to be pretty at all.
No, I don't either. And uh, they could potentially lose uh, lose their their offense in this. You know, uh, you when we talk about Green Bay, I mean, they've essentially treated in the final stages of their career two great quarterbacks and Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers like absolute garbage. Like garbage, man. And uh oh, speaking of garbage, I know I'm throwing I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but and we'll get to the story a little bit, but man, it's they're not the only team that treats quarterbacks like garbage. It sounds like the Panthers do the same, man. No, and I, and I know we're going to we are definitely going to talk about that on my show, but you're right. I mean, when we see all these reports coming out about teams, how they treat their quarterbacks, I mean, you just got to wonder. I mean, it's not just and it's not just quarterbacks. I mean, let's talk about the Washington Redskins and how they treated uh, Trent Martin or Trent Martin. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about a guy that and, uh, you know, he essentially was told by the Redskins that he was going to be able to play like, don't worry about it. And, you know, it's just a headache. Like, this guy almost died. And I'm I'm sorry, it was Trent Williams. It was Trent Williams. But they essentially almost played with Trent Williams' life in a way because they told him that something that wasn't as serious as it should have been taken care of needed to be taken care of. And the guy ends up almost dying. So I don't... So I don't... I, I get... And we talk about CT all the time. I mean, I really understand why some players are just kind of like, hey, like, when am, when are we actually going to be uh, treated better? Like, when are we actually going to understand that, you know, a lot of the things that we did back when all this stuff was okay, it's now just coming to the forefront and it's ugly. Yeah. Right, I mean, it just comes to light, but this has been happening the whole time. It's just this disrespect, man. Like, don't don't bench your all star for for the fresh for the freshman. Don't do that. And especially when this guy is, in, when we talk about Aaron Rodgers, I think he is probably going to have the same career length like a Tom Brady, like a Drew Brees. So you're talking about the guy having. Let's see how old he is. I know he's going to have at least three or four good seasons left. Like, he definitely has more time to be Aaron Rodgers, the bad man that he is, <laughs> to steal from Stephen A. <laughs> like, he's 36. I mean, he he definitely has about three, four, five good years in him, and you're already talking about replacing the guy. And he didn't have to do it because we all know that there are some good quarterback prospects coming out uh, next year, a couple of years beforehand, if you want to draft a project quarterback in the later round, as we talked about, I un- I will understand that. But man, I, 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 I then on the other hand, I can't help the Packers for at least picking somebody up. But sit the guy on the bench and let him study. You know what I mean? Like, dang, you don't throw him in the game already. Bond. Like, let him study behind Aaron Rodgers. All right, we've been on this for so long. My bad. I know, I know, I know, I know. We got to move on, but man, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers is is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league, and 
he is getting treated disgustingly. But anyway, let's <laughs> let's definitely move on. <laughs> so- Speaking of uh, great players or, or recent great players, uh, as you know, Antonio Brown had a uh, interesting t- uh, season last year, to uh, to uh, put it lightly. <laughs> so, but but the Seahawks are considering uh, signing Antonio Brown. Uh, Russell Wilson has been on the record saying that he would love to add Antonio Brown to the team. Leo, what do you think about this news, man? Um, here's what I'm going to say. Um, I support anything. And it was my knowledge that all of those things that came out about him were allegations. But I, I think that, first and foremost, you got to watch what's going on outside the field, man, because that's what crushed these opportunities. First of all, Raiders shouldn't have just gave him up like that. First and foremost, I don't think they were the team that could just be like, you know what I mean, tossing people out. Like they were quick to just rid of him before all that even bubble uh, boiled over. I think first and foremost, the Raiders made a mistake letting go of him anyway. Patriots are more of a team that could easily just let someone like that go. So I, I these were a lot. These are allegations, and like I was saying. He's got to watch that attitude and that conduct off field, man. Because it just, even aside from the sexual allegations, I just heard he just doesn't really act too great off field. So he's got to he's got to really watch that. Um, but I think he's a great player. I, I think he has amazing stats. I think he has done amazing job on the Steelers for what we have seen him do. He's a playmaker. He's a damn playmaker, man. I think if. The NFL is allowing it, then hey, teams go for who they want to. And, and what's even worse is you're right, Antonio Brown. I mean, we're talking about him right now where we didn't see him last year. We thought that was just a huge surprise because Antonio Brown is one of the, or at least at the, up to that point, I've been one of the huge faces of the NFL. Everybody wanted to see Antonio Brown play. Even if you were a Steelers fan or not, you just wanted to see what he was going to do every given Sunday. And these last couple of years have been so disappointing for Pittsburgh because of all the weapons that they had. I mean, you go back to Brown, you go back to Bell. Um, and, and they had so many people. And it's not like... And part of it is the Steelers' fault. Part of it is... Of course, the players' fault. But going back to Antonio Brown, you know, I, I know that we talk a lot about players and what, how could they do something like this and all that. I mean, I look at his accolades. I mean, you know, him being a seven-time Pro Bowl, four-time first-team All-Pro. You know, a guy like that doesn't really garner being treated like an outcast in the NFL, and in, unless you see his behavior. But you really didn't see this, or at least to me, you didn't see this until after that wild card game against the Bengals. Do you remember that hit that Perfect took on, put on Antonio Brown that game? Which game were you referencing? 
So this was back in the uh, the 2015 wild card, the uh, the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. So in the AFC wild card, the Steelers went to Cincinnati to take on the the Bengals because they were an actual good oh, team back. The perfect back the hit. Yeah, the perfect hit. Yeah, I remember that man. The concussion but, after that. Yeah, and the way that he got nailed, and after that, you gotta. You gotta just think, man, that there's something to do with that. There, there has to be. The timeline can be CTE, perfectly. man. It, it's terrible. It's terrible. Honestly, you can get really injured playing football, and I'm not even talking just physically, mentally. That's something I think that's not talked about enough. Uh, and that was something brought up the Aaron Hernandez documentary, just how. Of these people could suffer from CTE and not even know it. And I know and that's a whole other subject, but I mean, still, you're right. That's no. things were not the same. And, and and Leo, you're totally right. The CTE, I, I know we we're not we weren't planning on talking about that, but it is a topic that's still prevalent. I mean, there's still a problem out there with CTE, especially with the hits that some people nail on. Uh, on the uh you know the hits that players hit on players and i get that some football fans may not care but you're also not getting paid or you're also not there to uh, absorb those hits uh, to those critics exactly and i i agree with you man some people are very like they watch football for that and i i don't watch i don't watch football to see people get hurt i don't wish people get hurt like i don't get me wrong i'm not a big fan of tom brady but I, do i wish he would get hurt no way like i would never wish that upon anyone to get their 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 life altered playing this sport man i mean we've seen so many uh, throughout the years i mean you've seen so many injuries uh not to belabor the point because i know we were initially talking about antonio brown but you're right. You just see all these injuries now now out there. And <clears throat> especially when we talk about CT, because what's really awful is that you can't diagnose CT until the person is deceased. That's apparently how the diagnosis works. And I, I hope Antonio Brown is a lot better. I'm glad he got the help that he needs. But it's interesting to talk about Antonio Brown with that hit a couple years ago into play. Yeah, I mean, and you know, man, like, you see a hit like that, you just gotta wonder what the hell happened to that person. Oh, like, happens to them after that, but I think, honestly, man, hey, put him back in. Put him back in. He's hot. He's a weapon back in anybody that gets him is going to be very lucky to have him on the team i'm telling you jordan what do you think about uh the raiders giving him up in the first place didn't they give him up before all that i mean yeah i mean when we talk about the antonio brown timeline he did get traded to oakland and then after a few and there were a few public like videos about him taping either coaches players getting into it with even the Raiders GM, getting into to coach John Gruden. So I understand from that perspective, if he's that much of a bad influence, you don't want him on the team. So I totally get the Raiders decision about doing that. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want Antonio Brown 
if he had a chance to come to Denver, I wouldn't want him playing when I knew he had all that that baggage with him already. And when we talk about the Patriots, I mean, it's interesting. I understand why they let him go, but you got to wonder if you don't release Antonio Brown, I mean, he's essentially your, a good weapon to have. Do they get beat by the Titans in the uh, in the divisional round? Oh, I'm sorry, the wild card round. Yeah. But uh, just uh, moving on to uh, you know Pat, you know hopefully and listen, I hope Antonio Brown gets a chance this year. We'd really love to see him back in the league. But speaking of current stars that played last year, a Dallas Cowboys and star quarterback Dak Prescott are still at odds over their over contract. The deck Prescott is expected to hold out if a new deal is not offered. He did get his franchise tagged by the Cowboys, but he has not signed that yet. A Cowboys All-Pro linebacker Sean Lee, as well as the entire Cowboys locker, locker room, according to a report, is supportive of Dak Prescott's decision. Leo, when you look at this story, also knowing that Andy Dalton is with the Cowboys right now, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, uh, how do you feel about how Dallas is treating Prescott right now? Um, I think they're I think they're treating him horribly, man. Um, wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of Dak Prescott for Andy Dalton? Let me ask you that yeah, question. Yeah. Trade out Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's not even. That's not a question, man. <laughs> but but you're but you're right. I would definitely take uh, I would take Dak Prescott over Andy Dalton. And so now I get it. He Andy Dalton, in my opinion, is still a starting quarterback somewhere. But at this point, Dak Prescott is your future. He embodies the Dallas Cowboys, and I've said it before, he's embodied being a Cowboy the right way. He doesn't get into trouble. He's a good kid. I liked him coming out of Ole Miss. Like, you're treating the face of the franchise just just another just another situation of a team not treating their franchise quarterback the right way. Dirt. They're treating him like dirt. Let's be real here, man. Uh, they should definitely keep Dak Prescott as the starting quarterback. Um, he went to the, the he went to the playoffs in 2016 and 2018, and they went eight and eight last year. That was a pretty weak season for them, but I definitely think that I would keep Dak. Um, I know Andy Dalton's been playing for longer. But I would still roll with Dak. It's like you were saying he he does embody a great player a great team player on and off the field um and andy dalton is a starter as well somewhere else i just don't know if i'd uh if i will hold out on a contract for dak for andy dalton definitely not another situation where i'm just like what are you doing i don't know man i'm i'm not for it and now Believe me, I'm not saying that Dak Prescott is uh, innocent in all this. I mean, he definitely it has a little bit at fault here. There was a report, and I'm actually going to try and bring that up right now. But Dak Prescott was offered a contract uh, 
it was going to be, hold on, I just want to get the numbers here. Okay. The most recent offer was a five-year deal with roughly 35, oh, hold on, just make sure here. You're saying Dak's not innocent in all this. They kind of, they did give him a new offer and he uh, still holding out. Right. He's still holding out. I mean, the most recent offer was a five-year deal with roughly $105 million guaranteed. This guy was being offered $35 million a year. So, I mean, there's not that there's not that much innocence in all this, you know, with both parties. I mean, there is a bit of fault, but the Dallas Cowboys have definitely got to bring it back. I mean, you let that guy go. Who do you got? I mean, Andy Dalton's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. No way. Dak Prescott is your best chance. Any play, playoffs has Andy Dalton been to? Like, they were going for, for a little while. Uh, it, they they just toppled over after 2014, man. Well, and and going and when we talk about Andy Dalton, it's not his fault that they were not going to the playoffs. I think he's a really good quarterback. I just think the Bengals is just a terrible organization. I, I've always said that they are the Bungles. They continue to be the Bungles. They have not they have not won a damn playoff game since uh, 1990. They've they've won a playoff game of five years before I was born. So I have no faith in the Cincinnati Bengals. And so when I saw Andy Dalton go into the playoffs, I'm like, damn, that is a miracle you actually took that uh, disgusting franchise and actually made something of it. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody needs to do that with the Browns, man. They desperately need an overhaul. They desperately. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'll say this. I'm going to see what Baker Mayfield brings to the table next year. I mean, I know he... Oh, man. Sorry to cut you off, Jordan, but nah, man. It's going to take a complete stripping of that entire organization, bro. We'll see. You're right. Baker could come in and, and there's some changes, but I don't know, man. I just need some cleaning up bad. I mean... Uh, The problem with Cleveland is that uh, they were essentially stolen by Baltimore, the original franchise. You bring the new franchise back in. The only thing worth the note is that they went to a playoff appearance back in 2002, but that's about it. But you're right. The the Browns have been uh, more or less just a, a, you know, they haven't done anything. Yes, do they need an overall or do they need like organize or do they need organizational help? Yes, they do. There's still a lot of stuff that needs to be cleaned up, but I genuinely believe that they're at least heading towards some progress. I think they could be a wild card team this year, man. Think they could be wild card with Baker Mayfield? I think so. I think so. All right, man. I I just think half the time is some luck. Cough Johnny football, and the other other time is just shitty decision making. RG three. Oh, we'll just see, and we'll just wait and see. 
We'll see. Hopefully we'll Baker see. Mayfield was there. Hopefully Baker Mayfield was there. Yes. At least Baker Mayfield provides some entertainment to him. So I guess you know there's there's at least some relevance to Cleveland. But uh, we'll we'll touch on Cleveland another day. I just want to. Touch back up on uh, Dallas because we have another starter to talk about in that roster, Ezekiel Elliott. He's not considered a top 10 explosive runner this year, according to NFL.com. Here is the list of those explosive runners. And number one, we have Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Ravens. Number two, we have Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Vikings. Raheem Mostart. Uh, he is the uh, running back for the 49ers. Kenyon Drake for the Cardinals. Aaron Jones for Green Bay. Philip Lindsay for Denver. <laughs> Barlin Mack for uh, Indianapolis. Todd Gurley for Atlanta. Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers. And Chris Carson for the Seahawks. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, last year, I think he had a little bit of a down year. He only had 1357 rushing yards and 12 rushing touchdowns along with 420 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Leo, do you think Ezekiel Elliott's going to be a, a running threat this year? I think he could he has the potential to um make a comeback for sure. I mean, everybody there there's been down years for players. I mean, you know, it was uh everybody just came with fucking torches and pitchforks for um Demarius Thomas but I mean he had some seasons where he was just flat out off and then some of them where he was a firecracker I think everybody has seasons they're up they're down they're this they're that but man to just even like you think like best best running backs right now you don't put Ezekiel Elliott on there I, man I don't know they I, I agree with the list up until number four, man. Like, you couldn't squeeze him in five, maybe six, put Lin bump Lindsay up a little bit. You know, uh, I'm a Broncos fan, so y'all know y'all know what it is. <laughs> but, uh, maybe, maybe have at least squeezed him in in the middle of the list there. I, I thought that it was just that Lamar Jackson, yes, definitely agree. Dalvin Cook, Raheem Mostert. Then to me, it starts to become a little bit more opinionated after those three. And I think that he could easily be sandwiched in for Aaron Jones, if you ask me. Oh, I think what's surprising about this list, and uh, maybe it's not because I believe, I just don't believe in the guy anymore after what happened with his leg, but Todd Gurley on the list. I mean, he had a he had some nasty injuries in, in Los Angeles playing for the Rams. So. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I hope I hope that I'm wrong and he actually has a great season in Atlanta, but I just don't know about putting Todd Gurley over Ezekiel Elliott right now. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is still young. He is still 24. Uh, he does not miss games or, well, uh, at least by injury. And I think he's, I think a lot of what happened last year was the Cowboy offensive play calling was awful. I mean, I remember so many times during the last season with the Cowboys that 
Ezekiel Elliott should have touched the ball, not Dak Prescott. Jason Garrett failed to realize that, and they either turned the ball over or just go for one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you pay the guys so much money, but yet you don't use them in the right situation. That's why exactly. that's why he's getting all this flack right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to play your running backs right. You know, you got to play them in the right situations, man. Again, definitely think he belongs on the list, man. I, I wouldn't even consider making this list without Ezekiel Elliott on it. I don't know, know why they would not put him on here. I mean, this is NFL.com, so this is the source of all sources, folks. I don't know. That was an oversight, if you ask me. I, I will say this. I think he's going to be very underrated. The uh, the new head coach, of course, for Dallas is uh, Mike McCarthy. As you know, he previously coached Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. I think, I, if I remember correctly, Mike McCarthy is more favoring the run. I, I know he never really had a running back in Green Bay to use that kind of scheme. So now that he has Ezekiel Elliott, he has Dak Prescott, another young, impressionable quarterback. I think I think they're going to make moves this year. Uh, I could see them definitely going into the playoffs. I, I think Dallas yeah, might. Yeah, for sure. I think Dallas might surprise us. And, and I know, I know, we don't want to start with the Cowboys fans right now. We are, we're, we're rounding them up right now. They're going to win the Super Bowl every freaking year. I, I can't. God, Cowboys fans make me sick. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I agree, man. I agree. But let's move on into Carolina. Yeah, so a, a big story, of course. Uh, Carol, uh, Cam Newton is still a free agent currently. Uh, Mike Tolbert, one of his uh, former teammates back in Carolina, is on record saying that, in short, the Carolina Panthers mistreated Cam Newton's injuries. Uh, just to give some quotes that he did over over the past week, they've been doing him wrong time-wise for the past two or three years, if you ask me. It goes back to his shoulder surgery. Everyone knew his shoulder was messed up in the middle of the year two years ago, but they wait until offseason, uh, gets ready to start to have shoulder surgery, makes no sense. As soon as he got hurt last preseason against the Patriots, they were saying, oh, he's got a high ankle sprain. I look at it on film carefully, you know it's a midfoot sprain, let's frank, something like that. But you wait till December for him to beg you to have surgery, he shouldn't have been out there week one or week two. I mean, Leo, we have been on Cam Newton. We've talked about him a lot in terms of injury history. I mean, that's why he's not really getting signed anywhere. He wants to be a starter when he should be asking for backup money. But when you look at this article, man, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, at one point, we were calling this guy the face of the franchise for the Panthers. Well, um, I don't like the fact that the Panthers actually waited so long to do anything about it. Uh, I think that is pretty pathetic on their part for, for waiting till offseason to, to pursue any type of surgery or actually helping this guy out. I did tell you that I did a little research and did um, to find that coaches and nutritionists were telling Cam Newton, like, man, you cannot be on this all-vegan diet in this sport if not if you are you really need to push those supplements and i know he hasn't listening thoroughly at the same time a mix of that and your team not helping you as soon as you should be helped 
yes, that's going to create an injury-prone player. I think this could give a little bit more perspective to other teams that will pursue Cam Newton because I think he has potential elsewhere. I think any other team could be lucky to have this guy if he's if if he could stay an injured, but it's going to have to take some cooperation on both sides. He's to stay in the game the entire season because, dude, he's just been extremely lackluster due to these injuries. So let's get Cam. Let's get Cam on the right squad and let's get get him on the right diet so he won't getting injured. And, and I want to thank you for pointing that out, Leo. I mean, when we look at it, it's not a hundred percent the Carolina Panthers' fault. I mean. He does have the old vegan diet. I mean, there are some things that he can do himself to not be injury prone. I'm not saying that, but you're right. Now, now we have another sign, another side, another, another coin, if you, another side of the coin of this conversation. And to me, I mean, I hope he gets to either get a job somewhere, hopefully a backup job somewhere where he can really go- be with a really good organization. But it's it, it, it's funny that there has been at least three stories that we've covered today in terms of franchises just not knowing what to do with their franchise star quarterback. It's out. It's it's absolutely insane to me. Yeah, it's lack of planning, man. Like, it's court. There's just this lack of coordination and planning. Like, come on, you guys got to think this through. I don't think they I mean, should have got rid of Cam Newton. I mean, you build you build literally your whole franchise on one guy in the NFL. It's the quarterback. Uh, no, you don't put it on a defensive player. Trust me, it's. Nine times out of ten, if you're running a good organization, you put the franchise around the quarterback. And so with Cam Newton, just kind of only seeing him for eight, nine years in Carolina, just seeing just that's not it's just so disrespectful. And it's just mind boggling that here you you're supposed to have a quarterback right now maybe in his prime still able to do what cam newton is able to do which is to throw the ball really well and run and here we are talking about cam newton basically almost becoming past history yeah like be becoming swallowed up and dude like a couple seasons ago was the all-star of the nfl a super bowl 50 were betting on the Carolina Panthers squashing us. Don't you remember that? Like they a lot of people thought the Carolina Panthers would pull that off. And you know who was the centerpiece of that team? M Newton. Yeah, he you're right. He's like old here. fucking news over a couple of injuries that could have clearly been um prevented in some cases. I mean Especially the shoulder injury, you want to take care of those things right away. So it's just this is a pretty messed up situation, if you ask me. And I think the the team should have been, done a better job of getting him help as soon as he needed it. And and not and not to not to belabor the point, but I just realized the most recent example. The elephant in the room that we don't want to talk about because of how bad that situation was. Andrew Luck. 
Oh my goodness. That, that situation was so bad. He quit. Forced he quit. him out he of the retired. NFL, man. He's done. Made him retire. Was so bad. And, and I mean, you got New England with, you know, telling Tom Brady hello, goodbye. It's like, I don't know. If, if, you're, if you're a team, if you're an organization, and you know, not to not to go not to be biased over here. I mean, we would never treat John Elway like that. We never treated Peyton Manning like that. Well, we did bench him, but we you know we brought him back in for the swan song. But we would never treat a a, a quarterback you know, like this. I mean, how disgusting is this? It's it's honestly disgusting. I'm surprised Cam hasn't done what Andrew Luck did and just. I stopped that coin and said, I'm done. This, this treatment is awful. And this is enough to uh, drive people out. Uh, I mean, I think I think if you bring the competitive spirit into the game still, I understand why Cam Newton still wants to go out there and play. But you're right, man. If you really think about it, like quarterbacks are getting hurt way too often. You, you're, you're essentially... Now building the right pieces around him. I mean, and you know, we talk about Cam Newton. I mean, his O line deteriorated over the past two or three years. Could say the same thing about Andrew Luck. Can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers, even though his O line is getting back into shape now. You can say the same thing about Dak Prescott. I mean, you know, when you are a franchise, you gotta build around your quarterback. You gotta build around your franchise leader. And to not do that, I mean this is what happens. Yeah, man, this is you're right. This is what happens. I, I just think that quarterbacks are being mistreated, man. They need to treat them better. And hopefully his next squad will. Or he probably will end up out of the league as well. Definitely. But I definitely, I, I hope that Cam Newton does get a chance to, to uh, go to an organization this year whether you're in that starting role, because he could be a starter for some teams out there that just don't have a quarterback whatsoever or take a backup job. But I'm hope I'm rooting for Cam Newton. I definitely believe he is going to get a job by the time the uh, new season rolls around. But let's move on to some seasons that are reopening back up. Uh, as we know, the MLB and the NBA are plan and the NHL. They are all planning to uh, resume in July. I know we talked a little bit about the uh, NHL playoff format that's happening from the NHL, so we will touch up on the NHL another day. But MLB, NBA, of course, they're going to try and reopen up in July. And uh, we'll get into a lot of what's going to happen in just kind of how that will all work. But let's just start off with how the players are reacting. I'll start with MLB first. Uh, now the opening start may just may be in question only because the players association, the owners are still far apart in safety protocols and salary obligations. We definitely t- re- touched up on that when we read some comments from uh, Blake Snell and Bryce Harper a couple of weeks ago. But what's really awful, what's really need, what really needs to be addressed here are these salary obligations. So Leo, essentially, what is happening under the proposal this season? is if you make a lot of money, if you're an MLB star like a Mike Trout, like a Bryce Harper, like a Blake Snell, or uh, et cetera, and you make a lot of money, 
you actually lose a lot more of the percentage of the money that you are actually going to make this year. While as if you were a rookie ball player, you actually, <clears throat> you'd actually don't lose that much in percentage. So what that really boils down to, let's say I make $30 million in AMLB. Don't laugh, uh, uh, the hypothetical, of course. <laughs> And then you make about a hundred thousand dollars a year because you're a rookie. I would actually lose in this proposal, and again, I'm just speculating. I would lose perhaps eighty percent of my salary, while you would only lose about twenty percent of your salary. And with just starting off with that point first, Leo, to me, that's a load of bullshit. Yeah, that's a huge load of bullshit. Um, and I, I know that uh, Blake Snell and other players are um, protesting this, and that's very understandable. I mean, right? Like, why did why do the guys up top have to take such a huge pay cut? Listen, there's pay differences for a reason. There's skill. There's longevity. There's position. There's, there's all kinds of things that factor into a salary. So I don't want to hear the oh, but the little guys can't be squashed as much. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, what if everyone took a 20%, just everybody, like it's 20% of whatever you're making, every single person. They're right there, makes and it a little bit more fair. Not only that, but the owners should take themselves a pay cut. I mean, what, you expect your players to go out there? Because remember, with all this stuff that's going on, I mean, you've seen all the protests around the country. Now there's going to be... I, I hate to say it, uh, more chances of hotspots just growing around the country with the second wave of coronavirus. I'm sure that's going to be a thing that will be brought up now with what's going on. But you're asking the players now in that particular environment to go out there and essentially, oh, and if you're a star, you take a pay cut. And oh, if you happen to play the game really well, you deserve even more of a pay cut. <laughs> that's that that's that's insulting. <laughs> is it's insulting man like come on let's be real let's not do this mlb and i i understand I'm, I'm glad the players are protesting too because that's bs it it, it is bs and there there definitely needs to be a renegotiation of exactly how you're going to a lot you know how you're going to make players feel safe how do you make players feel comfortable about you know, playing in the game, definitely that whole salary crap needs to be uh, readdressed because that's just an awful proposal. And then, of course, the safety protocols, you really got to make sure that uh, that everything is good to go. I know that the NBA really is focused on that. Uh, I've, se I've seen a few things that they're talking about, you know, for families to be put in a... Uh, they're going to be put in a, you know bubble environment where you're essentially protecting the players you're allowing their families to be with them so the nba is really doing good on that part in fact every the board of governors for the nba is expected to approve that restart plan for the nba on thursday so that we're gonna there's definitely gonna be more to come on that for next week but going back to the nba there is a comment that i want that i found really interesting from uh, damian lillard the uh one of the uh, stars on that Portland Trailblazers team, uh, he had a quote stating, if we come back and they're just like, 
we're adding a few games to finish the regular season, and they're throwing us out there for me in those games, and we don't have a true opportunity to get into the playoffs, I'm going to be with my team because I'm a part of the team, but I'm not going to be participating. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, currently, the Trailblazers trail about three and a half games back of the Memphis Grizzlies for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Uh, of course, that's the last seed to get into the postseason under that under that playoff uh, banner, at least the uh, the current one that exists right now. Now, there is a proposal that we are going to talk a little bit more about in the show about how the NBA is actually going to think about adding some intrigue to the season as we try to restart it, but. Leo, what do you take from that quote from Damian Lillard specifically? Um, see where he's coming from, man. It's just like the situation with the MLB. Like they want to play these games, man. Want to be only the playoffs and stuff. I don't, you know, just understand where he's coming from. It's like that. There's not a true opportunity to get into the playoffs, and I understand that. Um. I guess I truly understand where he's coming from. Uh, I wouldn't mind them doing the postseason mode uh, only mode, but you know, it seems that the players are not liking this. And I, you know, I, I understand that the NBA is trying to get the game back to the fans. I just think that they should for sure listen to the players. And and I agree. At this point, when we really think about it. I don't want to see the Knicks play a, a three, four, five, six more games. I'm sick of their stuff. I can, I can watch them next year. So when we talk about teams that are just as awful, I don't want to see them play a bunch of regular meaningless games. Uh, I, I think that should stay where it is. I definitely believe the NBA should adopt what the NHL is doing, just do a postseason mode only schedule. And I am going to touch up on the proposal that Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owner, proposed for a postseason play. So essentially how that's going to work is the top 10 teams from each conference. So that would include the uh, aforementioned Portland Trailblazers. They would be able to qualify for the postseason and reseeded based on their record. And so in this spot, you'll have the bottom four seeds. Now, I should also preface by stating under this proposal, you're not going to have a Western or an Eastern conference. You're just going to have a top 20 Super League, if you will, teams vowing for that one playoff spot. So you're obviously going to see Eastern hey, teams playing. All right, Jordan, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Just to understand, those 20 teams are going to be all going for spots in the playoffs. Yeah, so to kind of go back just a little bit. So, of course, under the current playoff standings, you've got eight teams from one conference versus eight teams from another conference. And under this new schedule, you're going to have the top 10 teams from both the Eastern and the Western Conference. So whatever the standings are right now, essentially the top 10 teams from each conference are in the playoff. And okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, gotcha. And then what will happen to these seeds, these 10 teams, is instead of, of course, you know, the Eastern Conference playoffs, Western Conference playoffs, they're actually going to merge it into one big super playoff. Oh. 
interesting. It's kind of weak and, sauce. I mean, and now this is just a proposal, so I I'm I'm on the I believe it's just gonna be the <clears throat> I will say we'll bring a lot more intrigue to the postseason, so and, and definitely to a lot more teams. So I understand where the proposal is coming from, and I hope I hope that we get some more details on exactly how that all works. And it could be interesting, but I definitely believe as the NBA postseason is structured right now, I certainly don't mind having that just be just our standard playoffs, especially because at this point. We're almost coming to at least if the if the schedule or the NBA was still going, we'd almost be up to finals at this point. Yeah, man, it's a shame that we can't keep going. Um, you know, I think I want a few more details, but it doesn't sound like too bad of a deal the more you explain it. Well, and just to bring up a bit more details, so. The, the bottom four seats, so we're talking 17, 18, 19, and 20. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, the way that they'll do the seeds, 17 will verse 20, 18 will verse 19. They'll play each other in either single games or best of three series, and then the winners from that play will then move on to uh, play the 15th and 16th seeds. So, I believe what they're going for is in terms of, like, playoff teams... They, it sounds like they want to do just the, like, 18 teams for the actual, like, playoffs for everybody to get involved. And so those bottom four seeds are going to weed themselves out to see who actually gets to go to that next stage. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that does. Hey, that could be pretty interesting, man. And uh, Weed and some we'll- people out. And I definitely, I definitely want to go over to see how all that all works. And I know that we are, I definitely want to touch up on some playoff predictions. Uh, I definitely want to address that, Leo, but I know that we're running short on time, so we'll just address that next week. But uh, definitely keep that, uh, keep that in your head for next week, man. (laughs) Yep, I'll be fresh. And then uh, just jumping in, I... definitely want to touch up on some of the uh the tv shows that are going on right now uh leo i know that you talked about this before but man and i know i talked about this myself too black clover man have you been catching up on that series yeah so i've been watching some black clover i've been watching fire force as well not sure if you watched fire force yet no tell me a little bit about it oh my god dude so it's pretty cool like at first, I thought it was just a firefighting anime, so I had never really been interested in it, but it's actually like a lot more than that. So in this society, humans have actually started to spontaneously combust, and the fire force are actually the people who go in and peacefully put their souls to rest. So at first, I thought, like I was saying, I thought it was just like a firefighting anime, but no, like in society are randomly combusting then the fire force goes in the there's like one member that says a prayer there are members that are pyrokinetics so they could control the fire and ease the fires 
then there's several members who actually like take out the um the spirits if you will and some spirits combust end up becoming like creatures or or, or monsters or altered in appearance and then some of them are just burning skeletons it's an awesome series so far uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna be checking out more of that and black clover we'll say it's gonna be a lot easier to get caught up on fire force because that's on season two and i think there's only 23 episodes so far whereas black clover there's 130 so i've got a, a journey know. ahead I know. I was just about to say, I, I didn't even know how many episodes Black Clover had. But when I got up to, I can't remember what episode I was on. I think I'm on, I'm like, at a 38 or 39. I'm like, wait, this is season one? How many episodes are of one season? When I looked at, like, the actual episode list, I'm like, damn. I mean, this show is, and I'll tell you what, what I really love about, what I really love about Black Clover is that there's you know you could see some episodes either getting dry or getting stale if indeed you you know run into so many episodes being produced but the story in my opinion gets so much better and better the more i keep watching this show yeah it just gets better and better and you know i was kind of sick of the trope of um talented versus hard working but they they really do a good job with the characters in the series and the lore to make it still still feel fresh because you've seen that that lore so many times between you know naruto and sasuke and in more recent uh, my hero academia characters it's just like there's always you know one talented character who's born naturally very talented and whatever it is and then there's another character who is born uh, less than normal and generally has to work their way up being better than the the, the naturally talented individual so I, I that's a big trope in in shonen anime i'm glad they're playing with with great lore that allows us to still enjoy that trope some see and what i like about this show a whole lot because you're right i i know that trope is played a whole lot maybe i'm a bit naive to it because i don't want to i Certainly don't watch, watch as much anime as you, Lee, for sure. But when I look at this series, what I what I compare it to is watching like a a video game RPG on the screen. Like there's just something about it. I mean, characters are built up so well. The story, the world, the lore—it's just built up so well that. I just, I don't mind seeing some of those particular tropes that you're talking about. Like, it's just such a well-crafted show. And for all our viewers out there, I highly recommend you give this show a chance. You're going to love it. Yeah, it's a very lovable, lovable story with great characters. I'm a big fan of Asta. I think they just have great characters and great lore in this series. Like, the magic and what they do with it, it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's it's incredible. It's it's a powerful show, and and again, check out Black Clover. I will certainly check out Fire Force, but there's definitely a few good pieces of anime that are still going on. It's it's amazing to see what we have right now. Completely agree, my friend. Uh, I've been going through One Piece a little bit as well. I've been all over the map. I'm still on ID Invaded. I need to get through one of them. I think I might get through Fire for, Fire Force first. 
Oh man, I, I, I'm touched up on uh, Black Clover. I'm still watching a Psycho Pass. I actually need to start watching that again. Um, I actually watched a another series that I want to touch up on. It's called Hands Camp. It's a uh, it's a comedy or like a, a web comedy. It's like an animated uh, camp, like an animated summer camp cartoon. It's uh, it's it's mature. It's mature, so it's gonna be a lot of jokes that that are mature in there. But what's cool about this show? It's, it's not only really funny, but it's also very quick episodes. Like all ep- most episodes take about eight ten minutes to watch. So if you don't have time to watch like a show like Black Clover or Fire Force, I could certainly take thirty minutes, forty five minutes, one hour, etc. Then you could take a quick eight minutes and. Uh, Catch up on one of the episodes of Camp Camp, so I d- highly endorse watching uh, Camp Camp. You can find that on YouTube. Yeah, that's that Rooster Teeth series. It's pretty funny, man. Um, Dude, it's it's funny because I watched the. I remember watching the first episode with my roommate a couple. I want to say a couple months, maybe four, five, six months back, and never really thought never really thought of anything after that but after rewatching the series and actually going through a few a few of the episodes some of these jokes are pretty freaking funny man <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a funny series i haven't watched every episode but they're funny and then the only other thing that i want to touch on man before we go is uh the new album by uh, little yakti uh little yakti released his new album uh, little boat 3 and uh, some of the songs that I really like on there, of course, there's uh, Oprah's bank account featuring uh, the baby and Drake. Uh, no introduction there. And you've got Split, Whole Time, and TD featuring Tierra Wack, Asap Rocky, and Tyler the Creator. Again, this is Little Yaki's new album that was just released over this week. And guys, it's another killer album, man. Well, uh, did you like this album? Yeah. I did, man. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's pronounced Lil Yachty, but uh, Lil Yachty oh. freaking killed this album, man. D was uh, my bad. No, no, no. I was just about to say thank you for correcting me on that. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I did it for the longest time, and then somebody's like, Lil Yachty, you know, like a yacht, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, but but no, it's a great album. Uh, I loved the I loved TD a lot. I like that it samples off of that Tokyo Drift uh, melody. So that was awesome. Um, I just really like this album, man. Like, look, a lot of people hate on this style of hip-hop because it's so mumbly and whatnot. Man, this is higher to me. I, I love the beats. I love the style. I'm a fan. I mean, I like I like that old school rap back in the 90s, 2000s. And I definitely like the rap that we've got going on nowadays with... We talk about Little Yachty, and we also we also know a few other mobile rappers, a little Pump, Little Skies, uh, uh, Migos at a point in time. But at, for me, if I listen to a good good rap song, I listen to a good rap song. I don't care what style it is. If I can listen to it and enjoy it, then so be it. Whatever kind of genre it's considered. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, do I like '90s and 2000s hip hop better? Of course, but doesn't mean I can't enjoy this style of hip hop. So, a big fan. I also enjoyed uh, Lady Gaga's new album as well this week. He had a song with Elton John that was amazing. So, big fan of that. 
wondering i know she had released a new single recently and i don't think that made the album not mistaken real quick looking it up because i don't think i saw it on the album and i was like what happened to that single gotcha uh, and then while you look that up uh just to let the audience know i also do have my recommendations uh for some of the music i've been listening to this week i will be posting it on the uh, podcast page we are running a little bit out of time so i won't be going over some of the ones that i like right now but uh just for a little bit of bonus contact not only am i con- covering uh, hip-hop this week but i'm also going to be touching up on some uh hard rock and heavy metal songs that i like nice yeah so the song i was talking about by lady gaga was stupid love it didn't make it on the soundtrack for some reason but or i'm sorry the new album for some reason the new album is is killer y'all check it out i like it um and yeah, Jordan, no, i'm sorry go ahead Liam. no you go ahead man <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, I just been listening to that. I've been listening to a lot of '90s and '80s classic hits, just, and I've been bumping a lot of '80s hits. Just, it's been nice to get up out of out of bed and dance in the morning, man. Oh man, I, I had to do that. I had to do that uh, to get ready for today. Put on some uh, classic tunes, dance a little bit. Uh, yeah, man. Get the juices flowing, especially because I had a, admittedly a, a late night last night. <laughs> Oh, look at you, sir. Look at you. I got up around, uh, let's see, I I got back to my place around like uh, 2.30, in the morning. I was just like, oh, God, I got to get to sleep before I get this show on the road. (laughs) Oh, man. But, uh, you know, we talked a lot today, Leo, about uh, the NFL. Uh, we talked a lot about how the MLB, NBA are planning to reopen up. And I know that we've talked a lot about uh, just some of the movies, that, I'm sorry, the shows that we've been listening to. Of course, all y- Yachty, Lady Gaga with their new albums. Uh, Leo, any any final thoughts for the uh, viewers before we go? Guys, tune in to us next week. Uh, Dez couldn't make it this week, but he'll be back next week, guys. So just be sure to tune in. The trio will be back in full effect hosting the next week guys so be sure to tune in yes and uh, desmond i know you're listening man we missed you we're sorry that you couldn't be on the show today but i uh, i hope we did you proud today man yes guys we'll see you next time signing off